Welcome to the Four Quarters Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Pater. Hey there. And the lovely and fragrant Danny Cohen is here with us. Four topics, 15 (laughs) minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our (laughs) Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast.com network. Today's guest is originally from St. Louis, Missouri. In case you haven't seen him do stand-up on Letterman or around the world, maybe you remember his appearances in movies such as Rounders, Knockaround Guys, or The Informant, or TV programs such as The Office, Louie, Two Broke Girls, Bosch, Glow, and my favorite and everybody's favorite as Lou Avery on Mad Men, or currently you watch him on Billions on Showtime. One of the legends of comedy. Buckle up, kids. It's 92.3 The Have. Alan Havey. Hey, guys. How are you? Good to be here. Thanks um, for coming in, Alan. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's great. I'm glad we got off to a great start. Yeah, well, we'll we had a little technical <laughs> 20 problems. 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes? I'm sorry. Here. Well, like I said, we, we had a little studio problem. You no, can... we had a big studio problem. <laughs> so you don't keep... <laughs> no a... sound in a podcast is a big problem. That's a big it. problem. Well, like I said, the guy who runs the network was supposed to do his show before us. Do you not want to do it, Alan? We could do a seven-second podcast. Walked. I would have walked if I wanted to. Okay. I'm that kind Shit. of guy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad right you here. Say... I'm here now. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, do well, I we can't do have that. Neil is very excited to have you here, our biggest guest we've ever had, and it just the, 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 the thought that you just walked out just another that's, that's another career blow right here, another career blow. <laughs> that's sad. Still, I'm the biggest <laughs> guest. That's, that's sad. Why you're a big <sighs> guest? Are you like I was right in here. Legend status, a legend of comedy. Rounders, knock around guys, Com- stand up comedy. Yeah, Hail Caesar. Yeah. All right. Well, what I do you want? want? You know, some of more brothers. contemporary. I was on Merv too. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> By well, the way, have you saw, guys seen the new Coen Brothers movie? No. Legend it, of Buster Scruggs? It's you amazing. loved it. It looks good. It's amazing. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. I didn't know they were doing that. They didn't really promote it that good. I don't no, know. they did, but you, Lenny, you're in the world of Eli Manning. The New York Giants. <laughs> That's right. If it's You're not a statistician, on, oh, really? I don't know. I'm still tapped into television. I don't know. Tapped in. You're not tapped in. Where are there been? You've got a new daughter, and you're myopic, and you got a statistician. That's all you care yeah, about. Yeah, that's all I care about. You're right, Alan. Let's. <laughs> so Those you don't want to be shots. a legend of stand-up comedy, Alan? Is that no, what you're saying? You know what it means. I'm old, and I'm still working. That's okay. all it means. Well, there's been a ton of guys that worked here at the Comedy Cellar in like the '80s, and they don't do this anymore, right? No. Well, and some are, of them are. In uh, high-end television uh, producing, and some of them are living on their mom's uh, utility porch. <laughs> but <laughs> but ne- none of them do stand-up. And you told me one time, never quit stand-up. Is no. that an Alan Havey, you know, mantra? No, it's just, it makes sense. You know, whatever you do, don't quit stand-up. I know guys who got a gig, an acting gig or a hosting gig, and they quit stand-up, and now they can't get back in. They lost uh, the edge. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's like any skill. I've seen it. I've seen some of these guys come down here over the years and oh, hi SD. And then she's like, you want to go up? And then she watches them like, no, they're done. But does that mean they just hated it from the whole time, or does that mean they just because it feels like when they when that when you, when I hear that happens, it feels like they hated it. Mm. And I so don't... when they got the job, they're like, thank God that's over. Oh right. no! But any job you get outside of stand up is easier than stand up. 
Yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's kind of uh, laziness. Or no, I can make more money, stay in one place, and do this gig. And uh, they forget that you know this is actors are envious of stand-ups. Yeah. I mean, I talk to actors, and they say, wait, where's your next gig? Do you, you have anything coming up? I go, yeah. yeah. I always have something coming up. They always ask, how do, you do, how do you guys do that? I'm like, how do you remember you know, two hours worth of a play? I don't know. But... Yeah, but that's not the hard part of acting, mm. memorization. I mean, it's difficult, but it's not the hard part. What's the hard part? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I thought I wanted to hear the secret right there. Alan, there are no like... secrets in show business. <laughs> Tell us, children here, 1985, you're at the Comedy Cellar. The thing just kicks off. What is it like down here? No, 85? 85. No, I was ba- back here way before that. I know, but that was like, that. was that the height of the boom? 85? What would you say was the height of that first? 85, 86, yeah. I guess. You know. So, But really, it started in the 70s with Saturday Night Live. Right. And in stand-up, started in... Clubs in Jersey, late 70s, early 80s, were closing their discos and just putting a stage out there. <laughs> so many comedy clubs I worked so had a disco ball up there. But they realized we can hire a band or a DJ and have, or we can just get three guys paying 50 bucks a piece and we can uh, make a ton of money. But well, you grew up in the Midwest, so you started there? No, no. I was born in St. Louis, but I grew up in Miami. Florida. Yeah, so when, oh, so shit. yeah, I have that down. We'll talk about Florida in the second segment. I want to know. Um, so you started down there. That's where you started. Stand. I did one spot down there just to see if I could do it. I came to New York with a partner, but I also wanted to get an acting. My goal was to get in Broadway, and I didn't want to be a stand-up. But I lived in Hell's Kitchen. I would walk by the Improv, and I, you know, the the analogy I have is I it was like Kevin Spacey going by a gay bar. I knew I belonged in there, but I didn't have the the, the strength to go in. So what year did you finally go gay? 81. 81. I started d- double-fisting cock in 81. Hey, Alan, you can sing? Is that why you want yeah, to so, Broadway? Yeah, so did you grow up singing? I could, I, no, I can sing. No, but I want to be an actor. You know, mm. just a, I mean, I did a couple musicals in uh, college, but no, I didn't want to be a song and dance man. I just wanted to be an actor. Mm. You know, just a straight actor. And when you came down here, was this, would, would you say this was your home club or then the improv was? Well, at the beginning the improv was. I mean, it worked out as the first big club I got into, and then after a little while, catch. And, and then this place down here. But certainly now, uh, this is my home club. This is the only club in New York I work. Wait, when you go up at the improv, the one on 40, 44th, no. 44th. Yeah. That's like the pizza place or whatever now. Yeah. Yeah. So you go up there and you just decide that's the first place you do stand up. No, no, no. I did stand up at the Singapore Hotel in Miami. And then I did stand up at uh, uh, Good Times. It was on 33rd and 1st. It's no longer open. Yield Triple In. And what, no you just walk open. in and do stand-up, or it was a... No, no. You, it was a talent night, so you pick a number, you talk to the lady, and you get five minutes, and you go up. Got it, got it. Yeah. And that was, so that was their first New York set, was at that place. And what is where is that? At Good Times. And what is that now? I don't know. I have <laughs> good no idea. Times. I gotta go back and trace this. <laughs> no, but I, the old Triple N was around for a while, Yeah, we, we used to... Yeah, that there. was a big yeah. actor hangout. Uh, you know, were, yeah, 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 big... Susie Felber used to run that show. At the Yeo Triple N? The Felber. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, and when when you do the improv, then for the first time, is it just booming? All the comics are there. That like there's, there's well, these big who's there in nineteen in the mid eighties? Yeah. Would you say? Uh, well, uh, Seinfeld, Riser, Ron Darian was there. John Mendoza, Don Marrera was a fixture at that club. John Heyman, Lou DiMaggio, <laughs> Ken Ober. Wow. Um, Carol Siskin, Carol Leifer, uh, Rita Rudner. You know, 
But these are women worked most of the clubs of the other clubs. The big three were Catch, a comic strip, and then the improv. And then the seller came along and over several years dwarfed, you know, like Catch closed, the improv closed. The strip is still alive, but right. this is the place. Did all those guys ever come down here? I never hear, like, that's oh, yeah. talking about Rita Rudner. Yeah, Rita Rudner worked here, Dom, Dennis mm-hmm. Miller, Seinfeld, back in the day. Any Anybody that was working. And what was the room like? What was this place like? What was the scene like back then? Um, same thing? Yeah, or? basically the same thing. We didn't have a comics table, but we congregated one table or, right. you know. Um, it uh, At the beginning, they had to, like, you know, drag people off the street, you know, to, to sit down here. And, and Manny, the owner of Manny Dorman, would say to the waitress, if you're not busy, sit down, you know, <laughs> so you, and, and fill the room. But when you start doing stand-up, then who's the guy? Who's the guy or girl? Who who's the person you are looking up to? So like when we all start, I guess we. Go I don't look up to anybody. You don't look up. No, <laughs> never had a fucking hero in my life. <laughs> no, I well I looked up to Carlin and Pryor and Cosby and Alan King, and then when I first saw Seinfeld, it blew me away. So it was Jerry, and then when I you know Mendoza and Don Marrero certainly you know yeah. these were all really. And I thought Dom was in the business at least five or six years. He'd only been doing it a year when I saw him. Wow. He, he was a real natural. Still is. Yep. You know. Um, a lot of good comedians. Ober was a good comedian. And, uh, you know, and we were kind of all in it together. You know, my whole th- uh, philosophy of stand-up is that we're out for ourselves, but we're in it together. That kind of thing. So we're selfish in a lot of ways, but it's also a, a brotherhood and sisterhood. Of uh, comedians. And what was New York like? Was it shitty or was it When I first nice? moved here, yeah, it was uh, 79. You... It all, almost had gone bankrupt. Where did you live? I lived in Hell's Kitchen. And was it awful? Oof. It really was Hell's Kitchen, yeah. There, right? Yeah, it, it was. But I was so happy to be here. I was so happy to get away from Miami. And, you know, the subway trains were crappy and Central Park was a mess. <clears throat> and uh, certainly after Reagan uh, got elected and got into office, he killed all the social services. That's when the homeless situation really started in the early 80s. Wow. But you still you still felt safe here, though. It's not like you ever thought. Like, it was the same in that sense except everything. like the. Yeah, I like... had to keep uh, an eye out, and I still do. But, you know, if you're a healthy guy and you're moving down the street and you're six foot, you're okay. <laughs> Unless you run into bad luck. And when yeah. you and when you start doing stand up, you still acting, or you 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 no, I wasn't doing any acting at all. I just I got into stand up, and it took and, over. Well, geez, let me Neil, let him answer the <laughs> freaking question. Jesus Christ! Um, I got into stand up, and that was a great. It kind of satisfied all those little things, those ego things and desirous things to get laughter and applause immediately. You got immediate feedback. You didn't have to go look at backstage and go in an audition and go in and. You know, mumble and oh, you didn't get it. Okay, stand up was just like you're on. You got to do this. And once I got into stand up, I go, oh, this is it. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. And then after a while in stand up, I would get commercial auditions or, you know, occasionally they would uh, look at comedians for a part in a movie or something like that. When when um, wh- give me a timeline on here, but in your Wikipedia, when Letterman left NBC because he didn't get Carson, you were on the list to replace him. Is that true? Replace Letterman? I yeah. guess I was a short That's what it says yeah. in your wiki. Holy yeah, but I, I, I'm pretty sure if Conan hadn't spoken up, which is, you know, right. a legend. Uh, what do you I mean? Don't, I don't know the story. Oh, uh, they were all sitting around a table. They had all seen a bunch of us at the improv out in L.A. Right. Uh, Norman Michaels was there, uh, Bernie Brillstein, 
and Conan, who was a writer on, uh, I guess, SNL at the time, and right. wrote out Conan. And so they all went to discuss it, and Conan said, you know what, I don't want to be part of this because I feel I should do this show. I should be the host. And he walked out of the room, and there was silence, and Warren said, well, what about Conan? And I think that's... Really? And that's yeah, how it happened? that's what I heard. So I don't know. Wow. I wasn't wow. there. I don't know that story. You know, I never heard no, that story. No, I never heard either. that story. Yeah. It, now, it could be apocryphal. I don't know, but that's what I heard. What, ye- <laughs> what year was that? Like, was that 92-ish? No, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Whenever Letterman left. So what year, what, when you got ni- the famous Night After Night with Alan Havey on Comedy Central. Now, Comedy Central was, it's even before it was Comedy Central, right? No, it was Comedy Channel. I Comedy did for Channel. a year and then for two years in Comedy Central it- and it with that was the famous show with the audience of one, all right. the stuff you invented. Yep. And so what the, year was that? The rant at the end. I always right. did a rant That's at the right. end. We had cholesterol carousel. <laughs> Nick Bakai was my uh, writer on the show and a co-host. I love Nick Bakai. Uh, more of a sidekick, but right. yeah, he's one of the funniest guys in the world. Yep. Um, and what year is that? Right around the same time? 89. Oh, okay. November 15th, 89. Wow. So it's almost 29 years ago. Damn. So can you feel it when you're in the the... the the best time of comedy ever. Like, are you? Are you? Is everyone starting to see it taking off? Like, everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Everyone's like, "You know, it's, it's like just pumping." Kind of, or? It's like being on a, a you get on a, a rocket ship and it starts to move, but you can't really feel it. Mm. But you know, uh, demand exceeded the supply. <laughs> if you could get through a, a set 15, 20 minutes, you were working. Mm. Once you got thirty minutes and you were okay. You were working a lot. So what killed it, in your opinion, this rocket Nothing ship? killed it. It's Nothing still, killed it. It was, it was tough for a while. Well, it, it wasn't it, what it, stand-up is tough. No, but I mean, it wasn't what it is. It, there was a dip. Like you said, if you had 20 minutes, you were working. Right. There's, there's, when I started, you had 20 minutes, you weren't working. Well, I, what do you want me to tell I'm you? I'm just saying, it, dip, <laughs> it dipped a little bit. And then Comedy Central was the only game in town. But now, compared to now- Comedy Central you, what? Comedy Central was the no, only no, game stand in up, town. No, no, stand-up exists on its own. doesn't need Comedy <clears throat> Central. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to piss you off. No, me, I'm not pissing But it doesn't need off. Netflix. Uh, stand-up comedy in a good club that someone knows how to run, and that's how you what you do in a comedy club. You value your comedians, your audience, and your staff. And those clubs that did that are still standing today and have never dipped. Maybe the you know audiences went down a little bit. Right. But if you put up shitty comics at your club, your, your audience will dwindle. Yep. I mean, if you just filled your club <laughs> with like bringer shows or whatever, the, all those whatever, clubs, whatever. Half these clubs in New York are all like bringer shows, and then it's just yeah. Like, yeah. I, well, I really don't know that, what the scene is today, other than the cellar, Hermosa, right, and the Improv in L.A. All right, and uh, of course the cellar in Vegas. Um, did you ever think the cellar would be this huge, three room? When you were here, back no, in the day. no, no, no. I, you know, I didn't think it would work because uh, the bar was closer to the stage where it is now, and people had to walk. We're walking in front of you. There was a, there was the only bathroom. I said, well, this is not going to work. People keep walking in front of you. But damn, if it, I mean, I was wrong, and I'm glad I I was. And back then, I said, I hope I'm wrong because I really liked the restaurant. I liked Manny. The food was good. They treated. The, the comedians with respect paid him a little more, as Manny was smart. He gave you, you know, food and fed you, and he wanted it to be a hangout. And this is the mighty oak today that yeah. Manny, Manny planted that seed. Yep. Um, so can I ask? So all, when you're when you're early on and everyone's starting, who's the first person that you're around that's starting to like explode or blow up? So well, Seinfeld was already taken off when I got into it. Uh, I haven't seen a faster run. I saw Stephen Wright. Do a set, uh, and then uh, three weeks later, he was on Letterman. So wow. that was kind of oh, good. This guy's really brilliant, and now he's on Carson. So if you're good, 
and unique, you'll work in this business. Okay, two quick questions. The informant, when you're in that, Soderbergh, how does he see you? I don't know. You'd have to ask Soderbergh. And he just, you just, did you audition? Or yeah, you, yeah. Because a lot uh, of comics were in that movie. Audition. So. Well, I have my uh, two friends, Brian Koppelman and David Levine, the showrunners on right. uh, Billions. Uh, Brian is an old friend and a huge supporter of mine. So, you know, they, when they got Soderbergh's ear, they worked with him on, I think, on Ocean's 13 or something. They said, you got to audition Havy. And so they really helped me get that audition. Nice. But, but I talked to Soderbergh. He said, no, you delivered, but they really pushed me to see you. So oh, wow. So you're lucky if you have one friend in the business like that. I got two. Well, so. I have you, Alan. That's why I, have you. I, 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 I'll push you out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> the first, I sat here for 20 minutes waiting for I you to get, get the it, goddamn Alan. microphone. I apologize. No, no, I'm telling your audience why. Oh, okay. I'm so irritable right now. <laughs> We're gonna cut this. Lenny was. Trying. No, you're not gonna cut anything. <laughs> Lenny was trying to freeze you out. He's no, like, God you just damn it. We make we like to make the guests very two. uncomfortable. Yeah, Test yeah. one two. Oh, it's not working. Test one, two. <laughs> I got to get up in the morning and, and, and shoot a scene in billions tomorrow. So what about... <laughs> what, but we're done, Neil. What about Hail Caesar? We got to... Go ahead. Ask him yeah, your Hail Caesar mean, question. What about it? Yeah, well, how did, tell, how did that come about? Same uh, same connections or no? No, no, no. No. I auditioned for it. I worked my ass off. In L.A. or here well, in New York? Yeah, I'll tell you a little story about it, but then you got to cut out the other parts. Okay, Fine. I gotta, okay. okay, I'm in Vegas. I'm having uh, lunch with some people. And one said, yeah, my son-in-law just auditioned for the Coen Brothers movie. And he was asking me about Mad Men. He goes, how was Matt Weiner with actors? Really good. Made you feel comfortable in the audition. And he goes, yeah, I heard that uh, the Coen brothers are the same way. My uh, my son-in-law just auditioned for them. I go, oh, that's interesting. After that lunch, I got 10 feet away from the table, called my manager, go, have I been submitted for the Coen brothers? And we, yeah, we think I go, submit me again. And submit me with both feet. I mean, submit me. Right. So I got a Coen to see an assistant. And so I got uh, the sides. I worked my ass off on them, went in. Assistant goes, wow, that was really good. Thanks. And so I was getting on a plane ready to come out here to work the weekend. I'm in L.A., and my manager called. They want to see you Friday. So I'm on my way to New York. Can, this, can this, they see me next week? No, no, you got to go in. So I went in, auditioned for the Coen brothers, and they were very pleased with it. Wow. Yeah, and so. What was your scene with Clooney? And Neil, did you, did you know the scene? Yeah, you know, but did, do you work with the Coen brothers in the audition? Like, are they when you go back for the callback, they're like working with you in that room? No, they they didn't say anything to me till after the audition. They were laughing, so that was good. Neil's yeah. theory is if they work with you on the audition in the room, they like you. That's one of Neil's theories. I, you know, just they like. I read, I, that I, I read an another with wrong theory. <laughs> Ethan Cohen, who said if I talk to an actor too much on set, I've hired the wrong actor. Mm -hmm. I think they want to see an actor come in, totally prepared bring the finished product, and then they can tweak it from there. Nice. You know, but I don't know much about them. Cool. Let's move on. Wow. Second corner is Florida. You're from Florida. Florida is a uh, very interesting state, I think. One of the more interesting states that we have for many reasons. Like We're shitty? No, well, I think... Interesting feels like you mean shitty. No. Well, where in Florida are you from? <laughs> where are you from in Florida? I was raised in Miami, North <laughs> Miami. And it started getting interesting when I left. Is that Boca area or no? no. It's not Miami. North okay. Miami. North it's Miami. Not, Boca's way the hell up. Okay. Um, uh, raised in Miami, went to high school there, uh, college. When you Miami. say it got interesting after you left, what what was it like then? Uh, it was fine. You know, it was it was, it was okay. The Coconut Grove was kind of cool to go mm -hmm. to. You know, it had a, a beach scene, a hippie scene, a, a drug scene certainly. And then when Coke came in, cocaine came in. I kind of left. Oh, I left in like '78. So that was. 
And then South Beach started, uh, yeah. you know, about six or seven years after that. The guys who ran Green Street were the first ones that started that. The late Tony Goldman started mm. the Park Central Hotel. And a buddy of mine, Chuck Bergman, I had gone to college to open up a small taco stand in the neighborhood. And it really took off. They both made a lot of money. Amazing. Wait, did you uh, did you go to what school in Miami, the University of? No, no. I went to uh, high school in Chaminade, which is in Hollywood. Then I went to Miami-Dade Community College, North Campus, a theater major. That was when I was really at home. Oh, wow. When I went into, and it was like, you talk about diversity. It was like every ethnicity, every gender, all 17 genders, you know. Oh, wow. And then after that, I went to Florida State. Oh, you did go to Florida State. I was yeah. going to say, like, there's another thing of Miami right there. It's got so many schools to choose from. Why Florida State with the acting they, I heard they had a really good theater program. They have one of the best film schools in the country right, right. now. They have a good well, Lenny school. says that because he was, a, I was, he in was a in a Florida State. State Florida State, but I did hear, I did do my no. They have a, an yeah. amazing film school. That's yeah. why people will go there. And they usually leave Florida State University and either go to one of five places. One is here in New York City, L.A., uh, Utah, uh, New Orleans has a good scene. I now. thought you were just Toronto. plugging Atlanta. I you were plugging your Atlanta. Atlanta's, that's right. Atlanta's got a nice Chicago. Concert. So, what do your parents do to in, to be in Miami, or what's your family do to be in Miami? What do you mean? Like, what what brought them to Miami? My dad. Uh, both my parents were born and raised in St. Louis. My dad was tired of the cold. Miami was a happening city, and he wanted to move there. So okay. we moved. Um, so here's another place in Miami, Orlando. People are, are famous for going down, taking their kids down to uh, Disneyland. Dis- oh, is it Disney, Disney World. World? Sorry, Disney, Disney World. World. Danny, Disney World guy. Have you ever gone? I, down yeah, there? I went when I was uh, ten. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I went there. Went on the rides, and and then I was ten. I don't remember much. Good memories. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not. He doesn't remember anything. <laughs> Whatever. Neil, did you Space take the whole mountain. family go down there? I mean, I like Florida. We used to go, believe it or not, before... The Disneyland, did you guys do? No, our family always went to Doral, and then... The golf course? Dingbat bought the Doral course, and then... Dingbat? Trump Um, bought Doral, and then no one will go in my family anymore. (laughs) But that was our big family trip. Every year we try to go to Doral. When I was a kid, my dad would take me to the Doral Open. So that's when I first saw Palmer and Lee Trevino. Oh, wow. Oh, you guys are golf people. Chichi Rodriguez. No, my dad was. Uh But I would go and watch. I knew who these... Nicholas, I saw. We like watching golf? Uh, Going there, it's kind of interesting and fun. But I was a kid. I I, I wouldn't go now. Even as a kid, you liked watching golf? (laughs) What are you getting at, Danny? What are you getting at? Well, I know as I an adult, golf. I can understand watching golf, but as a kid, I, I would kill myself to watch golf. Why? Yeah, you get the heroes. Well, it's listen, boring you, already. You don't remember anything from Disney World, so how are you going to go to golf? <laughs> Could you, I, I wouldn't. I would definitely not remember anything golf. Right. Have you ever been to a professional golf tournament though? No, I, I play golf now. Oh, you do play. What? Well, my brother's a golf. Uh, my brother's a big golfer. And what does that mean? You play golf like you go out so like once I'm a year. Jo- whenever I'm with my brother Joel, I play golf. We go, we golf together. Like once a month? No, he lives in Israel, so we go to Caesarea. Oh, okay. So whenever okay. I go there, I, I twice a year. Yeah, I there's play an errant ball on the Gaza Strip that went away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's just... Gaza, Gaza's far from Caesarea. It's uh, just a joke. Uh, <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. Huh? I'm trying to bring a little fucking mirth into this dead body. Really? Oh, I ruined it. I'm sorry. No, you didn't good. ruin anything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, what else have you, you ever take anything no, else down there in Florida you guys did? No, I, I like South Beach. I like Doral because then you go to South Beach. South Beach is I cool. You South, must go I, yeah, I like it. South Beach. I like Miami. 
I mean, that's where you'd like, that's where you, I'd want to buy a condo or something. That would yeah. be a cool place to live, but I just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I never go into the water in, I'm in, in the Northeast, but I'll go to the, when I go to Miami, I'll go into the water there. Why? It's nice. The water's nice. <laughs> Very warm. Beautiful waters. The waters are disgusting here. Which side? Like, like the beach down there or the Gulf of Mexico? No. That's Miami. very warm. I only go to Miami okay, when so I go. only Miami. What yeah. about Key West? No. I like Key West. Oh, that's beautiful. I've never been to Key West. Oh, I've been to Key West. You've been to Key West. Oh, definitely. yeah, when I was a kid. I oh, love Key West. Before it was, you know, overrun. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go to Key West, Neil. You'd like it. Hemingway's the haunt. I'd like to follow Hemingway. I'd like to be where no, he was. You don't follow Hemingway. Co- <laughs> it's not a good ending. It ends my, with co- a my cousin Joe owns Key West now. Well, does he? <laughs> Oh, yeah. seriously? So you like got a place for it. us to stay? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Key West is nice. Yeah. That's the one place if I ever did a cruise ship and it stopped in Key West, I'm like, this is... Yeah, so you yeah. like Florida. I don't mind Key West. I don't mind Florida. Well, the, my... You know, it stinks is the airport. It's the worst. And where, Miami? All of them. Oh. You ever been to NASA down there, Alan? Uh, no. Uh, my family went out to watch a rocket ship take off. One oh. Of uh, and I decided to stay with my buddy who had horses and go riding with horses. Any way I can get away from my family was, yeah, I took. Yeah. That was big down there. And they also, what else is big down there is like they have amazing sports teams. So you're still a Dolphins fan to this day. Yeah. Well, I had season tickets to the perfect season. To 72? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you did you go to every game that year? Every game. 77 bucks for the whole year. What? Yeah. Season tickets were $77. $7. Uh, there were 11 games, some postseason, and then... Uh, so what was that? Tell me a little bit great. about that. It was great. It was wow. fantastic. They, it was they, It was just part... Of, you know, they say you can't win them all. Well, they did. They did. You know? Wow. Yeah. Zonka and uh, Mercury Morris, that was that. Jim Kick, Bob Greasy. Yep. Amazing. Howard Twilley. And, uh, Paul Warfield. Incredible. Was your dad... Did Nick you go with your dad? No, I had one seat. He wanted to play golf. I just, I wanted to see the Dolphins. Wait, wait, wait. You went by yourself. By to myself. Get... Damn. Every... Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. You and bought it... your own season tickets? I bought my own season tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That is great. And it's $77. And do you still, do you still pop open a thing of champagne when the, the undefeated no. team loses <laughs> no, like I'm, the Dolphins? I, I celebrate. I'm happy. Were you surprised Marino never won the big thing? Yeah. Yeah, but you know really what good. I say? For 16, 17 years, we saw a world champion play. So... And if that's all I can get from it, that's fantastic because he was a great quarterback. You didn't roof, did you root for any? Did well, the Marlins weren't there yet? And the Marlins Heat weren't, weren't there, there yet. No, right. I was born in St. Louis. So I was a Cardinal right. fan. Oh wow! And uh, in '64, when the Cardinals were playing the Yankees, everything was the Yankees, Yankees. Roger Maris, Mickey right. Mantle, the Yankees. So I went home and told my dad, "The Yankees are in the World Series." He goes, "Yeah, they're playing the Cardinals." <laughs> I go, what, "What? What do you mean? That's uh, your hometown, St. Louis." Oh. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Cardinals, but I said you can root for the Yankees if you want. I'm gonna root for the Cardinals. So I went with my dad, rooted for the Cardinals. We won in seven games. <laughs> That's it was right, beautiful. Bob Gibson, you remember him pitching? Uh, oh, what? Bob Gibson? Yeah. Tim was McCarver the... was his rookie season. Right. Kurt Flood, Lou Brock. We got Lou Brock from Chicago. Yep. You know, which really changed their fate for many years. The Cubs. Yep. Great. Nelson Bryles. And uh, Ken uh, Boyer yep. played uh, against his brother, Cleet Boyer. That's right. In 64. First time that happened. They were a good team. That yep. was a good baseball team. We won in 67. We were in it in 68. Lost to Detroit. That's right. Well, we won in 82. Took a 30-game winner to beat you in 68. What? Took like a 30-game winner to beat you in 68. Oh, yeah. Right? No, no, Denny no. McLean won 30, no, but he, he didn't did. win game seven. Mickey, Mickey Lowich did. Won game seven, yeah. That was it for Denny McLean. Yep. 
Yeah, he, he found out about prison. cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of trouble, Denny McLean. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a that's a long fall. Oh man. Well, you had to love. Do you miss the sunshine? Well, now you're in California, so you must have missed it a little bit. No, I didn't miss no? the sunshine. I was raised there, and it was nice. It was always nice to go home during winter. You know, visit my folks, yep. my, my friends. But no, I don't miss. I don't miss places. And. Was it always like a red state, blue state, down the pipe, 50-50? No, I didn't know too much about the politics. I'll tell you some interesting stories sure. of Miami, from, one from my childhood, one from college days. Go for it. We'll wrap okay, up. Okay. Uh, one day my dad pulled my brother and my sisters out of school in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And we thought, was it, our mom sick? No, not sick. And he, he said, I'm taking you someplace. We took us to the airport, this field off the airport. Air Force <laughs> One pulls up. John F. Kennedy gets out with Jackie Onassis, with Jackie Kennedy. Wow. Yeah, and the first time I saw him in color, you know, because <laughs> right. TV was black. Right. I, mean, I just sit there like, I, I, I. my brother shook his hand. My brother ran up in, you know, with a crowd of oh, people. Oh, you could run to the fence? Yeah, there, he, there was a fence okay. there, but after his speech, he came down and shook people's hands. And wow. He, he shook my brother's hands. Th- that was a Monday. That Friday, he was assassinated. <laughs> so that was a brutal time because oh he was a Catholic, and we were Catholic, very Catholic. And it was the first time in my life, as I look back now, where no one could explain what happened. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of apathy set in in my little 10-year-old, 9-year-old head. Right. If okay. get to the president. Years later, I'm working uh, Florida State. I've already earned my degree, but I'm Tenny Barn. I'm going to work a party in Super Bowl uh, morning. Right. Very cold in Tallahassee Sunday. Cops come and knock on my door in my boarding room. I'm in the bathroom down the hall. I look out, and I was selling weed then. Uh-oh. <laughs> I bought one pound, and I had, like, five bags left. And these three cops are in front of my door. I said, they go, do you live here? I go, yeah. We want to talk to you. I said, okay, I'll be right out. I close the door. I look up at the window. It's freezing out. I would have run out in my robe. And I look in the mirror, and I say, Dad, I've been busted for selling pot. I just, it's is it. So I come down, and I'm shaking, but it's cold out. I said, is this about my car? They say, no. Did you hear any noises last night? No. Uh, noises? No. Uh, what happened? Was someone hurt? They go, well, you didn't hear any noises? Uh, I said, no, my window was closed. It's cold. And the cops go, okay. They look kind of sullen. So I get, in, I get dressed, and you know, uh, and I walk to work in downtown Tallahassee. It wasn't that far from where I was, and I see cop cars and people talking on corners and hushed. The uh, Ted Bundy murders had just happened. <laughs> Like two doors down from where oh, I lived, man. across the block at the uh, at the sorority house. Oh my God! And when I went back to my room, first of all, I, I sold all the pot very quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never sold pot again. Right. right, right. And I had a stack of Son of Sam clippings in my room. Oh my Lord! Because I was fascinated with the Son of Sam. We in anything I could get from the newspapers. Wow. I clipped out and just kept in my room. I was just fascinated by it. So if the cops had come in and found pot in a stack of Son, <laughs> Son of, of Sam, Sam clippings, <laughs> they came back to uh, question me two more times. Oh, my Lord. And I was a suspect because I was a white, uh, you know, in my 20s. Right. And I was no right longer there. a student. I was like a bartender. So that fit the profile of the killer. So oh Came back and crazy. Yeah. And then that's you, a great story. Yeah. And then yeah. you moved to New York City right after that. Right after that. <laughs> to go see your boy, the son of Sam. 
So you did commit the murders. Is really the, the <laughs> no, I, I did That's not, Neil. No, well, Neil. That, that's just what I got from the story. A little bit. Really? Well, no, I'm just joking. Well, <laughs> I guess that sums up Florida. Pretty... Wait a second. I we told just... you I had a couple good stories. Yeah, yeah that that's pretty good. good. Anybody wow. else can top that about Florida? No, I, no. I'm glad you hung on to those. Yeah. Those were nice. Thanks for sharing. That sure. was great. Now we know. Let's move on to the third one, which now that we, we, now went we into know killing, there's more in there. <laughs> now we're just getting started. The third one, it's interesting that we Did bring up Did you tell death. them we're adding the extra hour segment no, now? No, you got 12 minutes, the... so go ahead. <laughs> no, bucket thing. list. Our bucket lists. Oh, yeah. Yes, we want to talk about a bucket list. You know, the, the term bucket list isn't that old. It's not from that movie, but it's like, you know, kick the bucket. I thought and it was from that stupid they, movie. That was what made, I looked that up. It, it, it made it like more relevant for the day, you know. But it was a Hit People movie. were saying bucket list before that, but not too much, like from the nineties. Like, no, and now yeah. it's like every everybody every says every what's your bucket list. You, it's like out of it spiraled out of control. Or yeah. uh, your vision board. Or your vision board. Yeah, things to do. Well, yeah, vision boards a new kind of a new thing. But what That's to do? Not bef- new. It's not new. No, what, that went back to no. no it didn't go back in my day, but it's not that. This has been around ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's vision board? is just I, look. So what millennials, I think you know, this is uh, it's on my vision board to do this one day or that. One Does day. that you think that works? What do you think the vision board works? You're a positive guy in that. Uh, yeah, I think if you manifest in your mind what you want to do, yeah. then that's uh, a good way to start. Right. I've never not, even not heard good of to it. talk about it. Not good to talk out no. loud. You just put it up there. Yeah, and, you and... just put it in your brain. This is what I want to do. Interesting. But is it an actual board? Yeah. yeah. No, it's your vision board. You write it's it down? In, no, it's just in your mind. <laughs> no, some people write it down. Yeah, Do they? they? Yeah, they post oh, they it on their... vision board. They cut it. They, boards. Girls yeah. cut stuff out and put like, oh, what they want to look like and, yeah. and like how thin oh. they're going to be. Well, they, they, they put that in the it. fridge so they don't eat. <laughs> You know? I go to people's homes. I'm like, "What's that? It's my vision board." And they're like, oh, "Really? Yeah. yeah." Oh, that's not right. Shit. <laughs> no. Wait, that's not right. I'm I sorry, everyone because out there. Because the pictures get yellow and crimpled over the world. Yeah. Well, then... And when do you take down the vision board when pictures? You, when you hit one of them, I guess. I don't know. I guess it's good yeah. for your little kid or something. Like, I guess. Jesus Wait, do you yeah. close your eyes and visualize it? Like is that is that what it? Well, that's what Alan thought. It's really it was. hard for you, isn't it? Yeah, I, Neil, no, I, I don't have a vision board. That could have been the. I'm telling this you, this could what be the whole problem say. with my life right now. You I need a vision board. Out, like, what do you want to have? I went more Tony Robbins success journal. It's clearly not that's working. That's right. Neil so has done every self help vision you could board. possibly do. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you've done Tony Robbins. Yeah. Oh, did the, the whole tapes? Yes. Oh, did they work? Yeah. Yeah, see, there you go. Here I am today. There he is. Did he not have this on his vision board 10 years ago? Uh, he did. He Do just a podcast with Lenny Marcus. God damn it. Uh, there's always, I always read uh, any kind of self-help book or stuff because there's always something you can get out of it. There's always one thing you can get out of it. One. It could be a great book. It could What's be... your favorite thing ever? You know what? I read John D. McDonald's uh, series, uh, uh, Travis McGee. John D. McDonald wrote Cape Fear. Right. And um, he had this uh, series, this uh, fictional character named Travis McGee, living on a houseboat in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. And what he would do is if someone took something from you and you couldn't go to the cops or the cops couldn't do it, he would get it for you for half the value of what it was. Mm -hmm. That was his deal. So he would would work for a while and then make some money and then take uh, what he called his retirement in installments. And I always liked that. I read that when I was 24 when I first moved to New York uh, in, in this novel. And I thought, that's a great idea. Don't wait till you're 65. So all through my life, from the age of 24, I'll take a retirement day or, you know, a re- retirement week. Like, I just took one. Right. 
you know, because I was kind of burnt out from stand-up and acting a little bit. So I went back to Santa Monica. I did a whole, like, I did eight days of nothing. Nothing. And do you, wait, do you tell people you're retiring? No. I okay. Just, I just take it for myself. Hmm. Okay. So, but it's, you know, by the time I do retire, I have a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so bucket list, let's go to that one. I like that. I got to, I like that. I like that a lot. I, so uh, if I take a break, I'm retired. But you can't tell people. Well, some people call it a vacation. Yeah, that would some people, but he doesn't. He's like <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it, the the grind is fifty weeks a year, two weeks of vacation, nine to five. At the end of a, your career, they give you a gold watch, and they, that's a that's a crappy way to live. And I yeah. really loved reading that when I was a young guy, an aspiring actor and then comedian. Uh, I knew I was on a different journey, and it would kind of reaffirmed my my passion. Yeah. No, I get it. I do the same thing. You take off? I mean, I never thought about it that way. I take off like two months every summer, a month and a oh, half. Oh, that's true. I, I go mean, away. Yeah, I mean, you I'm know, on the beach. You got to clear your head. It, it, you know, if I would die at 65, oh, he got screwed. And no, no, I've already had plenty of retirement. I've probably taken two or three years of retirement over the years. Nice. Yeah. So, and getting back to our bucket list thing, what have you fulfilled everything you wanted to do? Pretty much. Yeah. You're, I was going to say that when I was preparing this, I was like, I think Alan has done more than most people I meet as far as getting, like, well, you can, you always come back to the table with some story from somewhere like, um, like Wimbledon, like the other, you, yes, you had gone to that Wimbledon. that was a huge, huge one. one. I went yeah. to, uh, to Wimbledon. I went to, I did the Edinburgh Fest last August. So right. that, that's one I wanted, wanted to get on Letterman. Uh, wanted to uh, make a living as a comedian and an actor. Right. So that was that's great. Uh, and I also, when I was young, I wanted to uh, meet a lot of women. And I have. And you did. You know, in this business, you meet a lot of women. I'm not talking about- It's a good bucket list. Getting laid. Yeah. I'm just, I'm talking about, I've enjoyed the company of uh, women over the years uh, before I got married. That has been very satisfying. <laughs> and, yeah, um, in fact, I the may other have day. I had yeah. when I was a young guy, twenty four, twenty five. <laughs> I had a, a roommate in Hell's Kitchen, and my roommate was gone. These two buddies came over. They were there, but I told them, I'm, "There's a young woman coming over," and so she came over. And at the time, she had a boyfriend, so I know, you know. But this is my one shot. Mm-hmm to spend an afternoon with her in bed. <laughs> and these guys were just hanging out, and they were, like, getting ready to cockblock me. They right. were laughing about it. And I walked out to them, and I said, Get out. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, no, I want you to leave right fucking now. I don't care if I ever see you again. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Right. And it seemed shallow, but when I went back, I had... Now, those two guys, they're not my friends anymore. <laughs> But the memory, memory, the memory of that afternoon, it was one <laughs> afternoon. I won't even mention her name. Right. I was thinking about it the other day because this is my 40th year uh, yeah. anniversary of moving to New York. Mm-hmm. I thought about that, and it was wonderful. Really? Yeah. Just the, the memory of that afternoon. I remember practically everything that happened. Really? Was she yeah. beautiful? She was gorgeous. Uh. She was nice. She was sweet. And I knew she had a boyfriend, so it wasn't going to go anywhere but i i just felt overjoyed because she was so desirous have you ever seen did you ever see her again after that uh yeah because we kind of worked at the same place and it was nice but i just got i accepted that that was a one-shot thing that she was she wasn't throwing me a bone but she liked me and she you know she was a young woman she was 18 oh wow i was uh 25 yeah so it was all legal but you know even at 25 18 was you know, very special, you know, and she was just, she was wonderful. That's a 
That's a <laughs> women is a good bucket list <laughs> item. I would think that, and not just women, not just getting laid, just not right. having notch yeah, on your belt. Just... But I wanted to know about women. I, you know, I was a repressed Catholic kid. Yep. Women were this land where, oh, how 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 do you take off their clothes? <laughs> Why would they want to be naked with you, you know? And uh, so I... That's kind of Neil's bucket list item. Uh, have sex one more time in his life, right? <laughs> Is yeah, that your bucket all, list? It's all over once Do you, you, have once one, you Neil? get married. Uh, have a bucket list? Yeah, you've I been mean, a lot of places in the world. I don't know, travel's a big one. Yeah, my bucket list is definitely more... Tra- it, somehow it turned to travel. I don't know why, you know, so I got to fix that. I gotta, no, I gotta, that I happens, gotta, uh, happens a lot, though, like an af- when they get older. Yeah, afternoon with the w- woman, I got, that sounds like a buck, That's that could be on my, I bet they would be a little upset to hear that, though. So. <laughs> oh, okay, No, but this was a memories before I met my wife. It was yeah. long before I got married. Long before. Oh, Neil's saying he wants the 18-year-old right now. No, you don't. <laughs> I no. think that's what he's suggesting. No, Danny, do you have a bucket list item? Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, like I, I really, pending? I, no, I want to have a really beautiful long conversation with Oprah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good. That's, that's a not, big. That's a, I don't a think really that's long, out of the nice, question. relaxed conversation with. So her. not on TV. No. No, just not, not really on TV. It could be on TV, but it yeah. doesn't have to be on TV. Yeah. I just want to have that, a really nice long conversation. <laughs> I really with admire her. her. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. And what are you going to be chatting about? Like, what are you just whatever? whatever. Just, it's a long, nice, calm conversation. Very we have nice. like a few hours and we can talk. Maybe some coffee. Well, she travels. Yeah. She travels. So I think your best bet is to travel and then be in a town she's yeah. in. I ran into her once and we talked about lemons for a few minutes. Seriously? Seriously? So you've already done it? No. I need but that's more a conversation. than just a few minutes and more about were you, le- at, were you at a market or yeah yeah we were I was at this uh, strange place uh, on Fifth Avenue like Teka Shamaya it's a strange store oh okay. yeah I know where it is yeah the Japanese, and years ago Japanese this twenty five years ago and um, and she was standing next to me I didn't realize and I turned around and she picked up a book and she said look it's a little book about lemons and I said oh that's a great book and then she said look and then she opened the book and we started reading the book together <laughs> and then I said and they have all these lemons here also they have like candle lemons and fake lemons and she's like yeah this is amazing I love lemons I said I love lemons too and it was over that and was it? it did you buy the book <laughs> no okay here's what you do <laughs> I'm not kidding go on Amazon find the book and in right in the description, you know, you you won't remember this, but years ago we had this conversation, and I just want to say I admire you for what you've done, and your journey has been amazing. Best. Yeah, and, I would and, do that. that yeah. And then you, where do I send it to? You well, you find out. You know, people in the business yeah. where who's her agent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know. Just tell Oprah it's a book about lemons. Okay. She'll remember it. Oh yes, yeah, she will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that would be a nice connection. You might get a letter back. You might not. But yeah, but still, it's a nice the, thing to do. Does he I tell like her it. that the, the bucket list part or no? No, no that's too stalking. No, that's not. No, no. no. Too stalking. Keep it light and keep it nice. <laughs> yeah. no, nothing crazy. Neil, yeah. you're you're too harsh. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> he dives in the yeah. deep end. Yeah. What about? Yeah, um, be like, hey, did you ask her out? <laughs> <laughs> did you ask her to be on the show? Did you tell her you were a comedian? No. One time, he'll be like, I'm dying. This is. I got scared. Problems. I'm dying. Please meet me for coffee. Well, I still want to have a vision board. I'm still, I still haven't forgot about that. I got to get my vision board together, for God's sakes. What about you, Lenny? Where's your bucket list? My bucket list is, I, I think I completed it. I Podcast? Re- podcast with Alan Haney. <laughs> and no, um, my, I had a daughter. So, you know, that was really the last thing. I wanted to have kids. And um, 
Everything's been great. I want to. I want to see her graduate from college. That's that's really. You want to live that long. I want to live that long. Yeah. But you don't have any crazy shit like jumping out of a plane. No. And all I, that, that, jumping that, out of a plane is funny. I looked it up. It's just that, fucking with death. It's fucking with death. <laughs> jumping out of a plane, running the marathon, like those are the two top things that people really are, like. Run, jumping ran, out of a plane. Is I ran everything. New York in eighty, eighty one, and eighty two. They all three. You did that. It, yeah, he did it three years. Wow. Ago. I would love to do that, but I don't think I could do it now. I, I was a young old. man. I was yeah. Twenty five when I started. Twenty six. Twenty. 728. Nice. Then I got him to stand up and st- started smoking and drinking. And, <laughs> you know. and that was that. All right. Well, that was good. Anybody else from our bucket list? Anything else? Nothing? Wait, Neil? do we all like Dream? bucket? You think a bucket list is good? We never talked about if it's good or bad. It's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I think you should yeah. it's, do your accomplishments before you go. Life is short. And getting on Mad Men, it was huge. That was a big one. Huge. But I, I didn't have it till later, till the right. show came up. Yeah. But once the show, I never desired to be in a show more. Than that Even show. Letterman or Carson. You know how much I love that show, Batman. and I loved oh, you in it. What, great I'll, show. Can I just wind it up? We'll wind up the segment with that one. I got very... Okay. What, what, did Lou Avery, what is Lou Avery doing right now? Oh, he fucked up the job in Japan. He fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, he made a, a Pearl Harbor restaurant <laughs> yeah. reference or a Something. You know, Batan Death March So reference. where is he? Uh, Had to come back? No, he opened up a geisha house there. He's he's a silent partner in a Very geisha nice. house. That's his bucket list. Well, yeah. he, he hit his bucket list. He really wanted the, that cartoon. That yeah. was it. That was yeah. the one track. His dream came true. All right, we're going to do, like, can we do a quick quiz with you? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Neil, this, do it. this is going to be a movie director quiz. Oh, I give you the shit. movie, you give me the director. Now, Neil's a good movie guy, and I know Alan knows a lot about movies. Mm. So, Neil? Directing that to the hallway. I'm watch everything. So, so we Dan's get different questions, huh? We get different. No, questions. no, no. I put Neil in the hallway. We see how fast you can do it and how many you get right, and okay. if he can beat you in time. Should I go I'm together gonna... with Danny? We'd go together. No, no, I'm no. It's just you and I'm terrible. Three, yeah, but make sure he's out of earshot because I don't Neil, trust Neil. Escort him. Escort him out. That's not my my bucket list to win the quiz. Go ahead, out, out. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The great Alan Havy's on a time crunch. No, you got to get up early tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be on billions, right? I hope so. Yeah. You're good on that, too. Thank you. All right, let's do it. Let me put some time on the clock. Now, Neil's pretty good. Don't let him sandbag you here. Yeah, no, but I know I, you're I, pretty good. I know some directors. I don't know all of them. No, this is easy. It's just based. This is a really a time game because I think you can get most of them. It's okay. just Neil, is, his record's like 3-18, and 18, but he will win once in a while and surprise you. Okay, here we go. Time on the clock, and let's do it. The Godfather. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, The Graduate. Uh, Mike Nichols. A Clockwork Orange. Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yep. Citizen Kane. Uh, Orson Welles. Fatal Attraction. Um, damn. We can come back to it if you want. Okay, let's come back to it. Back to the Future. Uh, the guy, uh, uh, Joel uh, Levinson, Barry Levinson. No. Forrest Gump. Oh, it was the other guy. Uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, fuck, Barry Levinson. No. no. Same guy. I Cri- know. I, who Cri- is it? I know Zemeckis. Crimes and Misdemeanors. Uh, Woody Allen. Yep. Kill Bill. Quentin Tarantino. The Birds. Alfred Hitchcock. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Milos Foreman. Nice. Ten Commandments. Uh, that was uh, Cecil B. DeMille. Taxi Driver. Martin Scorsese. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, that was uh, Jonathan Demme. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's a tough one. Uh, uh, no, it's not a tough one. I should know it because I saw the goddamn movie eight times. And I can't. <laughs> Want to come back? I'll come yes, back. Come the back. producers. Producers of um, uh, Mel Brooks. Yep. Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Billy Wilder. Has the Maltese Falcon. Uh, John Houston. Chinatown. Uh, Roman Polanski. And Rocky. 
Rocky. God, That's a tough one. No, I know the guy. Jeez, I should know it. It's it's it's. You want to uh, go around again? Yeah. Okay, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or Rocky? Uh, Rocky Joel Adelson. Yes, John Rocky. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was uh, George Roy Hill. Yes, and Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction is that foreign dude. Forgot his name. Okay. Adrian Lynn. Adrian Lynn. Right. You know it was okay. Lyme. 148. You can bring Neil right. back in. Nice job. Thank you. And we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, Neil. You got 20. your work cut out. Yeah. 17 out of 20. Jesus. That Be was very quick. calmly. In a minute and 48 seconds, you got your work cut out for you. Let's do it. And he, you know, if he's now Good because job. there's a time crunch oh, here. Oh, look at him! Did you see that look? That was impressive. See that look? <laughs> he gave me a look like mm, I got you. No, <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I already answered the questions. You I'm can't psych smart. me up. Here we go, I'm Neil. Not smart. This is not smart. This is knowledge. Here we go. Ready? That, that's even worse. So don't have and haw, Neil, because you got to do the time. All right. Quick. So if you forget, go. I'll go to the next one and just come back. Directors, right? Yes, just directors. I give you all I got. I give you the movie. You give me Hit the me. director. Let's do it. And go. The Godfather. Uh, Coppola. Yep. The Graduate. Uh, Mike Nichols. Yep. A Clockwork Orange. Stanley Kubert. Yep. Citizen Kane. Uh, Orson Welles. Yep. Fatal Attraction. Oh, shit. Fatal Attraction. God dang it. You want to skip it? Skip. Back to the Future. Uh, Zemeckis. Yep. Forrest Gump. Uh, Zemeckis. Nice. Crimes and Misdemeanors. Woody Allen. Yep. I can't say that name, sorry. Kill Bill. Kill Tarantino. The Birds. Hitchcock. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's pass. Okay. Ten Commandments. Oh, shit. Ten Commandments. Oh, Houston? No. Shit. You want to skip it? Skip it. Taxi Driver. Uh, Scorsese. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Demi. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. A, uh, shoot. Wilder? No. No? Shit. The Producers. Oh. Producers, oh, I'm losing it. You got me. The producers, Ow. the producers. Let's keep going. Uh, Mel Mel Brooks. You're doing well. Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Glenn Close. What? She's a star. <laughs> the Maltese Falcon. The Maltese Falcon. Oh shit. You're joking. You're joking. God, I'm falling apart. It's joking. Hitchcock. <laughs> John Houston. China, I, I knew. Chinatown. I was just gonna say I'll Wilder. In and out. I was gonna say Wilder, Houston, and Chinatown. I'm falling apart. Chinatown's like the most famous movie. Uh, I don't. I just. I'm. I'm. It's over. Rocky. Ro- it's over. You want to go back to Fatal Attraction? No. Uh, I lost. All right. Alan Havy is our me. winner. It's Thank too you. much pressure. It's too much pressure. What do I, what do I win? You go through Fatal <laughs> no, Attraction with Adrian Lin. I think uh, that's a tough one. One Flow of the Cuckoo's Nest with Milos Foreman. Ten Commandments with Cecil B. DeMille. Right. Oh, Butch Cassidy's son that's kid is George, George Roy Hill. Good, a, a good director. I didn't actually wouldn't have gotten uh, Sunset Boulevard was Billy Wilder. China, I knew what you were going to do Wilder. Child, Chinatown's Roman Polanski. I know. I just, I and just, believe it or not, Rocky, I think, is the hardest one on that list. John G. Abeltson. I was going to say... Sylvester Stallone, I guess. I don't know why I thought he directed. No, he wrote it. He wrote it. You win the glory. You win the zinger. You win. So that's it. I don't win any money or a. a You beat Neil. No, I'll I'll give you a slice. You want a slice? (laughs) I would love to buy you a slice, Alan. Easy. All right. The way we end the podcast. That's a bucket list. Just so you know. The way we end the podcast every week. 
Um, one good thing or one bad thing of the week. You could say uh, yeah, either one. Anything that happened to you this week, Neil? Please start. Uh, I guess my my uh, <laughs> my good my good thing was I rented Sicario. Oh, Sicario, the second one. The second one was good. Uh, no. it was it was good. I, I just liked those movies, but me and Bethel got in a big fight over those movies. She doesn't like it. She cannot understand that. But why I get so excited about helicopters and then they come down and and they shoot everybody. Why why that excites me? Yeah, and she just can't watch any. You of like it. action adventure? What's the matter with that? I don't. I then I'm like, I, maybe something's it's wrong. It's a pretty with me. dark film. Why do yeah. I like this shit so much? Like, why am I so excited by? That like, why am I so excited by the the the, the green berets? You want to be an action in? hero? Why I don't know. Stop, stop questioning it's yourself. Flaw. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy what enjoy you get into. Well, you know, Danny. So I never buy fruit, but I told you that my sister was in town a couple of months ago. Yeah. And when she was here, I bought pears because I know she likes pears and her husband likes pears. <laughs> I have fruit flies in my house that I can't get rid of. I now. got them with from bananas. <laughs> yeah. They're impossible yeah. to get rid yeah, of. Right. They're impossible yeah, yeah, yeah. to get rid of. A couple of old ladies. Yeah, it's, they're like, <laughs> out, like out of <laughs> nowhere, right? It's just like, oh my how do they live in the winter? Where do they fruit. come from? I, don't know. Yeah, I, I can't. Know. I, I cannot Alan, get where rid of them. Where do they come from? Oh, I don't know. Alan, one good thing or one bad thing of the week? Uh, I went to Brooklyn. Saw yesterday. Saw the MC Escher exhibit. Oh wow! Yeah, it was really. That's good. nice. I really got into him, like most of us in college. It's crazy. Look, great line drawings. Yeah. And uh, wood cuttings. Uh, he's still right. with wood cuttings and learned a lot about him. And it was great to see the uh, all his work there and get it in perspective. Very nice. So that was good. My one thing of the week, um, all the glasses that you've ever seen me wear on stage, whatever, was my glasses guy named Steve Rossi. Um, he uh, he um, ended his life last week. Oh, um, sorry a, to hear we that. have a lot of death in this today's show. It's But he was a great guy. And I want to shout out. I hope his wife and kids... Can move on from he this. He killed himself? He killed himself. And if you have mental health issues, please get suicide. He was the last guy I ever thought in the world really? could ever do it. Yeah, he was just a confident guy. He just, some anxiety, and he had a little bit of a health issue that kind of steamrolled. Nobody really knows why. How old are his kids? His kids are 21 and 26. Jeez. He's, um, if you. But <clears throat> how do you know him? He's my glass. He worked. I worked at the Giants with him as a statistician, and then he he's uh, an went to. He's ophthalmologist. He he's not the ophthalmologist. He's the glasses guy that uh, owns a business with the ophthalmologist. Okay. Great dude, Steve Rossi. Um, God bless him. Um, hot, the suicide hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's the national hotline. If you if we can help you, contact us on four CP at gmail.com. Thank you, Alan Havey, for coming in today. This has been Neil's Bucket List item. We were very thrilled to well, have you. I'm glad I could uh, help out Neil, and hopefully for the next guest, you're ready to go. We're ready to go, yes. I will. <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes of my life. 20. Alan will not get back. Oh, Alan, you're the best. Thank you Thank so you much. Guys. Thanks Legend. for having me on. I appreciate it. it. All right. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was good. It was good? Was yours good? I ate, I ate the Whole Foods turkey I bought. That's awesome. See you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was organic. <laughs>